today was a big day because I just put my new order of Athletic Greens from its very well-made protective sleeve that it shows up in into the ceramic yeah. bowl with the ceramic spoon. Uh, so it was, I don't know, it's just nice. That's it's nice when you know that you've graduated. Honestly, when you're, when you're, an, when you're an Athletic Greens pro is when it transfers over into that awesome ceramic bowl with the scooper. You know, you've graduated. Congratulations. Yeah, it, f- it felt good. And uh, I, now it's, it's just, I don't know, it feels more like I'm getting even more than 75 high-quality vitamins, <laughs> minerals, whole, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens. It feels like 85. No, I know that that well, you know what I think happens and and do not quote me on this, but that ceramic bowl, you know, it could add a little sort of psychosis. It, it just gives you a little bit more mm, you know, you 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 your your brain is working because of the ceramic yeah. quality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Okay. Well, whatever it is, if I can get somehow maximize my intake of these 75 vitamins and minerals, uh, then I'm all for it. It's lifestyle friendly. Uh, it doesn't matter if you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it tastes great, so I don't get tired of the taste. Mm-mm. Tastes which good. Is and by the huge. way, just it, it's easy. You 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 pour a scoop in, you shake it up in your shaker, and then you just slam it in the morning, and you're done. That's it. Very simple. They have over seven thousand five star reviews, and they've made it easy. They're going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do visit athleticgreens.com/daddyissues. Athleticgreens.com/daddyissues. And join us in this fight for better gut health. Hey, sorry. I know I'm dead to all of you, but I couldn't get off another podcast. It's my fault. Fine, it's totally fine. (gasps) What one? What was it? Uh, It was from my old producer's son's college thing. You're so generous. Like I would never do that. Yeah, you would. But it was. It was like it's like your eighth cousin's removed boss's ex-wife's kids or something. Like it's so. I'm just not good at saying no, and I'm I'm happy to help people, and I think that's from guilt of being my dad's son. Mm-hmm. And, and getting all these legs up in this business. Mm-hmm. I, I think when they call, that little voice in my head's like, you lucky bastard. You are so lucky your dad was Jack Buck. So you're not going to do this kid's podcast, really? You, you're yeah. too big for that? So then I say yes, and then I'm late for my own podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you're a better man than I am because I'm just like, hey, look, I hit the lottery. What do you want me to do? I know. No, I didn't. You're, you undersell. You undersell <laughs> yourself. You would be all in. I was like, I didn't make. I didn't choose this. I didn't choose this. <clears throat> no, but you're 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 good at that, and I do that too. I, I do that too. I go out of my way to try to to try to make things happen for people. But I also like the hustle part of it. If someone's like, oh, I just need. I wish I could have this. I'm like, let me try to figure this out for you. Like I get off on yeah. the hustle part. Well. 
there's plenty of ways to uh, to make a difference in somebody's life. And I'm not saying I just did in case, I mean, I don't know where this is going to pick up, but I just did my old producer's uh, college collegiate son's podcast. Mm-hmm. But if you can make a little bit of a difference in somebody's life and spend 40 minutes, you would do the same thing. And and so that's, I mm-hmm. say yes, because I want to help. And I And it's a way, it's almost a way for me to teach. I don't know if you ever get off on the idea of teaching the art of acting or whatever, you know, <laughs> I need to helping. I need to learn people. the art of acting before I can teach the art of acting. No bullshit. <laughs> you know the inner workings of it, and I like giving my wisdom, my acquired wisdom that's come to me over time of doing this for a long time to other people. Yeah, I, I love that. Oh so yeah, I, I yeah. Like I get that. Me too. Me too. I talked to you this morning, and it's so funny because we had a nice conversation. And I had all of these things I was going to talk to you about. And I said, oh, Oliver, wait, don't, 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 don't mention this because I had questions and topics. And I was like, mention it on the podcast. Remember it for the podcast. And now I don't fucking remember it. I should have just brought it up then. I have no idea. I was like, oh, that would be good to talk about. Like, I, I have some questions there for Joe and like some advice potentially. And I'm like, oh, no, don't, don't say it now. Wait. And then an hour later, I don't remember shit. I think it's the weed. Yeah. I do that. What did you say? Is it, the weed? Is it the weed? I mean. No, I find your memory extremely. Sexy. Vibrant for somebody who destroys as many brain cells as you do on a nightly basis. I don't Mine's though. terrible. Mine's terrible. And when I read the story about poor Bruce Willis, I'm oh. like, oh. That's, that's devastating, me. man. So Devastating. And then everybody's got a story about him, you know, not, what is it called in the business, an earwig, where you've got an earpiece in, yeah. you're listening to dialogue that you're basically repeating. When I did Mass Singer, by the way, I, I, I don't know if it was nerves or whatever. My three-and-a-half-year-old son can remember the words to learn to fly mm-hmm. and or uh, I want you to want me mm-hmm. better than I could, even though I sang it 400 times. I had the vocal coach talking in my ear Going, I want you. So I want you to want me. I need you. As I'm finishing that yeah, line, yeah. it's like, I need you. I need you to need me. I love you to love me. I yeah. beg you to beg me. But it was like, I don't want to screw those up. I want to get them in the right chronological order. And then I'm so used to somebody talking while I'm talking from my sports TV yeah. stuff. that I'm like, you're not going to mess me up. You can say anything in there. If I hear one clue... Now I can take the idea of forgetting the words out of it. And she basically spoon-fed me throughout yeah. three god-awful yeah. songs that I sang. Uh, I know. Well, so, yes, I think Willis did that. Johnny Depp has an ear an earwig in. Brando had one in. I think Downey Jr. has one in. I, I could be wrong, but I, I know that Depp does. I know that Brando did. And what it is, for those of you who don't know what the fuck we're talking about, you will, sometimes these actors won't memorize their lines. Maybe they'll look over them, understand what the scene is maybe, but, and I'm just totally guessing, but, you know, they, they don't know their lines. They want it to be fresh. So Brando would put an earwig in and the script supervisor or someone would read the lines and they would go into his ear and as they were going into his ear, he would then say them. 
So it, the idea is is to keep it sort of super super fresh. And there was these outtakes that I got to see. I think it was from Island, uh, Island of Doctor Moreau, where Brando. You can see the, the 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 chronological order of the takes and the number one. You you hear him listen. You can see him listening, and saying the lines. And it's no good. But by the end of it, once you're at take 10, 11, 12, he's understanding the lines more and boom, boom, boom. And it's just sort of coming out of him and, and like incredible, you know? I, but that's a, that's a real skill. I, it, it's cheating, I guess, in one sense. Yeah, there's no cheating. I mean, yeah, I, there's I no know. cheating. So I was going like, to ask you. Like, you deliver you th- a great if, performance, if you, you acting, deliver a great performance. I mean, however If you were done. acting across from somebody that had that, would that bother you? That's a great question. I don't, I don't know because I'm the one in the scene trying to sort of create an energy, you know what I mean? Create some sort of a moment. And if that person is just sort of looking and listening and I don't know, I, I, it's a great question. I, it, it depends who it is. If it's some like rookie actor who, you know, it's his first job. And I'm like, dude, come on. But if it was, if it was fucking Johnny Depp, I mean, of course, I'd be like, hey, it's great. Whatever You're amazing. You You're amazing. Yeah. You're unbelievable. Right. Totally. No, I, I, but I want to try it. I, I, I want to give it a shot just to see. There's two things I want to do in my acting that I haven't tried. One is the earwig thing. And then I would love to get stoned and do, and try to do a scene. I've never been high on set ever ever not even close doesn't seth rogan live in a constant state of fog yeah when he's working? well i wouldn't call Snoop? it that you know i mean you might call it fog not I, he, fog that i just meant smoke yes like, he does he's he wakes up and smokes but that's part of his inspiration that's part of his creativity that, that's he's functioning the guy is you know creating and funny and writing and doing pottery and you know weed is no good when you're smoking it all day and just sitting around watching tv or whatever but if it's if if you're inspired if you're inspired by that high and you can be creative then shit so i would love to try it stoned i just get nervous that if it doesn't work out i'm fucking everything up for everybody you know maybe that would be that so then you would kind of equate yourself to what my big worry is being nervous about being you know what i mean like right. you're, you're you can't you couldn't relax into what you typically relax into because you're worried about it affecting your performance and and screwing everything up. I guess, yes, yes. I mean, but on the flip side of that, I know how creative I can be when I get stoned. I know that, you know, if I had to do an improv for fun when when you're telling jokes or you're you know you're with your friends and riffing and stuff I'm at my best. I'm I'm quick. My mind is working, you know. So it would be fun to learn your lines, know the scene really, really well, get high. And I'm not talking get crazy fucking blazed off your face, but just I'm a little stoned here and really drop into the moment of the scene because you do lose inhibition. You know, weed is good for anxiety sometimes. When- so everything that Curtis said to you all these years would then come to fruition if you could relax yeah, because and just not give a shit not care right right i'm getting there i'm getting there just on my own without marijuana you know just as an actor i'm like who gives a fuck man i'm 45 years old i'm lucky to be doing this you know i've been i've had a constant career it's like who gives a shit just fucking do it and you it's know? tape right yeah you just do it I mean, again it's not like you're doing anything live you're not walking out 
at the Oscars. No. Slapping people. No. No, I'm not doing that. If you screw it up, so what? They throw it away. Then you do it again. And yeah. Then you... yeah. Yeah, for sure. But maybe if the cleaning lady officially gets picked up, then maybe I'll try one. But I think I'd have to warn everyone. I'd have to talk to Melissa and Elodie, the creator and the, and the actor, and I'd just say, look, you guys, I'm just I'm giving this a shot. I want you to know. I don't want, it, I don't want to just not tell you. But the, the issue is... If it works and it's amazing and all of a sudden I'm incredible, that's when it gets dangerous. That's when you're yeah. getting high. Just that's for called the slippery thing. slope. <laughs> and then the next thing, you know, you're basically strung out and people are going, "What? Ha- why is Oliver living under a bridge? <laughs> it's part of his creative process. Uh, <laughs> no. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more Daddy Issues. Uh, So Michelle just called, and I couldn't pick up because you and I are doing this right now, but she is going through what I went through back in 2002, which is losing her dad. Yeah. And not to bring this down, that, that should not be the topic in a podcast that people I think listen to to kind of escape. Um, but that's going on. And so mm-hmm. living this with her as I'm home with the boys and she's in Denver with her dad, who's just gone through hell and has so much infection that it's just that time mm-hmm. um, just brings everything back to what I went through back in 2002. And those moments that you have when a loved one is, in my case, my dad was in intensive care and those conversations you have and that, that kind of end-of-life wisdom that you just remember for the rest of your life. And she's had these beautiful moments with her dad that I, I, gives her some solace as his life is coming to an end. And mm. that's I'm just so proud of her for all that she's handled. She's bounced back from St. Louis to Denver. I mean... I think literally nine times over the last month and a half and trying to be a mom and trying to be a wife and trying to be a daughter and trying to be a sister. And, and she's just so great handling all she handles and doing it the way she does it. Uh, you know, I just worry about her because I, she's holding up so much that I hope she takes care of herself, which is hard to do. I'm sure she will. You know, I mean, I think there there probably will be a point where once it does end, there will be relief once you're dealing with that for so long and it's just weighs on you, you know, and then it finally happens and it's horribly sad, but at the same time, okay, okay. I can it's, it's yeah, back. and and it what happened in her case <clears throat> is exactly what happened in ours, which was my dad's older brother, Earl, came in from Cleveland who he adored and was a, I mean, just a smart, smart man. And he showed up after my dad had been in the hospital for seven months. And and it's that frog being in the boiling pot mm-hmm. thing. Like when if you drop him in, he'll jump out. If you just have him in the water, you just slowly turn up the mm-hmm. heat. He's going to stay in there until he boils. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it's like when you go to a hospital every day and somebody's deteriorating before your very eyes, but you're there every day, so you don't get a realistic view. And his older brother showed up and was like, oh, my God. 
I mean, you don't. He's like, this is this is horrific. Like he he is wasting away. Yeah, he had, this he is had not he hadn't seen get, the process. He hadn't seen the process. He he saw my dad before he went in, and then sees him seven months into this hospital stay in intensive care. And yeah. He's like, Jesus, this has got to end. He's yeah. not. He's not. He's not going to get better. This is this is. I'm here to tell you, and and that's what happened with Michelle's dad. His older brother came in. And he's like, oh, my my brother doesn't want to live like this. Yeah. So it just it's it's mirror image of, well, of what it's, I went it's through also, twenty years a, ago. There's a choice, you know, and I know that that Michelle's dad doesn't really have a voice right now. But but you know, there is a choice that coming from the person who is deteriorating to finally say, Hey guys, I'm I'm good. I'm done. I'm excited. Life was amazing, and now it's time. I can't do this anymore. And and that happened with Kurt's mom, with Lulu, where she is, was just a warrior, and she was like 90-something years old and battling through everything and cancer. I mean, she was just incredible. I mean, and then it got to the point where she had another situation, and she could have gone and done rehab, you know, and probably been living. But she was just like, you know what, guys? Fuck it. I, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to do it again. I don't want to go through rehab again. I'm good. Right. You know, which is nice if, if, you're, if you're lucky enough to have that moment where the choice is made for you, you know? Well, that, that, that happened with my dad. I was in his hospital room one night after a baseball game. I stopped there, and it was just he and I. And he couldn't talk because he had this trach, but he was mouthing it to me, but I'll say it. And he was saying... I want you to do me a favor. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. What, what do you need? More ice, more water, mm. more. Will you let me die? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, dad, you just, I, I know it's frustrating. I know it's frustrating. I know every day it's another thing and there's infection and there's, uh-huh. and you don't feel, but I'm, you got to trust me. I'm, I'm out here talking to the doctors. It will get better. They're excited about this. He's like waving his finger at me uh, like, no, no, no. All right. No. Let me right. die. Right. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. I, you may. Yeah. But you're not the one laying here. Exactly. Exactly. And I think sometimes, um, and I said this to Michelle, I, I wonder if sometimes, you know, the family keeps the person alive for the family, mm-hmm. but not really for the person because they, they're they the ones that are laying there and they're the ones that know how they feel and all of a sudden they don't have a voice to say what they want. And in, in Michelle's dad's case, and then shortly thereafter with my dad, he had a stroke and then it was, he almost felt the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and then, you know, that slowly whittled away again, but that urgency to die kind of went away for a little bit, a couple of weeks and then, we were right at the end, and that happened with with Michelle's dad. Like he, do you want to fight? Do you want to squeeze my hand? If you want to fight, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's just so hard to see somebody you love so much deteriorate and get to that point. Mm. And then when you feel like you almost have to play God, yeah. Like is is this enough? And and when they can't advocate for themselves, or they can't tell you exactly how they feel, or they can't say I'm done. You know, then you have to take matters into your own hands, and it's just, it's just hard. Yeah, I know. And now he's, he's on the last legs, right? I mean, he, the, the decision yeah, has this, been made. This, and it's, 
it's just a lot for her, a lot for her brother Andy, a lot for her mom. Um, he was going to move here to St. Louis, and it's just he can't get over infection, which is is one of the one of the pieces to diabetes that my dad suffered with type two. But the inability to go over infection to kind of have wounds heal, mm-hmm. that that's a big limiting factor for that. And I think that's what he had this major back surgery and then he was laid up in the hospital for a long time, over a month. And and that's what happens in hospitals. It's not that's what happened to my dad. My dad died with infection. It wasn't lung cancer. It yeah. was the complications after lung cancer that that kind of got him. Yeah. Wow. Well, Speaking of dads, it's funny. I got a picture um, from Sarah Hudson, who is my cousin, who is Mark Hudson, my uncle's daughter. And um, it was a picture of my dad, of my uncle Mark and uncle Brett, like currently, meaning like, yes, two days ago, all like arms around each other, like taking a, a photo. And now they don't speak. Last time I've talked to Uncle Mark, who I text with a bunch, like they don't talk. But apparently, I was like, what the fuck? And dad looks good. Dad's still handsome. Fucking Bill Hudson still's got it going on. But Send me that picture. I, I will, I picture. will, I will. But uh, they, I, I don't know who, I don't know who put it together. I'm curious, actually, now that I'm even saying that out loud, I didn't even ask that question, but I do want to know. Someone said, hey, guys, like, we're, we're old and we're brothers and it's time to squash this shit and bury it and, and we need to get together. And uh, they did. They had lunch and apparently it was like amazing. It was incredible. Uh, so because really, they performed together. I, there's yeah. a lot of people that, I mean, I would bet 99.8% of our audience doesn't realize that you're not just the son of a female performer, you're the son of a male performer mm-hmm. and Bill Hudson and part of the Hudson brothers. And, you know, they had a variety show. I, I as I've said on here a hundred times, I saw them as the lion, the tin man mm-hmm. and the scarecrow in wizard of Oz on Broadway when I was a little kid. So they, they had that extra stress mm-hmm. of being performers and co-collaborators or collaborators together. And, and I'm sure that was part of, Oh, yeah. Well, and you know, and it's just all the petty bullshit, you know, I mean, over the years, it's been nutty. And I know my dad has handled things poorly as far as their maybe their their financials go and what direction they're going in. And I don't know the ins and the outs of it. He was the oldest. So he has sort of had control and it just all went to shit. I mean, with all the petty fucking bullshit and it, and, and I'm, I, they're back together and I hope they stay back together. And then I created a thread <clears throat> For myself, Sarah, Kate, and Bill, my dad, Mark, and Brett. Um, and I, I, I said, I forget my uh, my opening statement. What I was like, hi, I'm like, I'm Oliver Hudson. Like, are you, <laughs> I was like, are you a Hudson or something like that? You know, something stupid. But, you know, everyone's responding except for my father, which I, I think it's because he, he literally has a flip phone from 1998. Right. I mean, you, may have, you might have to give him a, a, a pass for technology. Yeah, I think so, because everyone's responding and, and, and he's not, you know. And Uncle Mark has been sending me all these pictures, dude. Oh, my God. Of the Hudson brothers, you know, and then back when they were babies, like tiny babies and... They were fucking cool. The 70s was cool. I mean, they look cool as shit. When were you born? 76? Yeah. 
Um, I was born in 69, so I, I, I have a working knowledge of the 70s and yeah. how weird it was as a kid when I look back at the, let's say, the shag carpeting in our playroom, mm-hmm. the, the beautiful colors of burnt orange and rust that yeah. would uh, be mixed together, kind of that awful yellow. Yeah. It's like, what? how, how does that, if you think about the 60s, the 50s, the 40s, all of a sudden the 70s come along and they're like, here, we're going to redo the entire color palette yeah. of everybody's clothing. And it's going to be maroon, rust, dead yeah. yellow, yeah, and bad orange. Yeah, and then there's that green in there too. That awful lime green. Yeah, Cars lime green. were made yeah. and painted to look like fucking edamame. Yeah. On wheels. Yeah. <laughs> and and somehow everybody's like, yep, we're killing it now. Yeah. Forget the 60s when everybody was kind of tightened up and the yeah. little skinny ties and the nice suits and whatever. They went totally the other way to just stuff that even then nobody could have been like, man, this is this is groovy. But I they, guess they did. They did. The drugs. I mean- I don't know. Maybe it was psychedelics, you know? Maybe the psychedelics is what brought that age in, that sort of style, design, all of it. I mean, if you were to attribute it to anything, the timing seems to work out. Not that there weren't psychedelics in the 60s. Of course there were. I mean, that was potentially the golden age of of psychedelics, I would think. But into the 70s, yeah, maybe that was it. I. It was all flower I mean, but, power and psychedelic-y and laughing stuff. Or was that... Laughing was the 60s? Or was it the 70s? Like late 60s, right? Yeah, Into so, the 70s? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't then, know. then you had, you know, guys that are like, hey, you know what would look great with this polyester wide-collared mm-hmm. suit? A scarf. Yeah. And then they're, you know, that's... Okay. Yeah, yeah, that looks great. Yeah. You start looking back. I look back at pictures because when we were young, my sister and I were young, that's mid-70s. Yeah. And I mean, even my my kid outfits are horrible. Horrible. No. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I know. I mean, I was 76, so I had a little bit of that. And then, and then I had early 80s, which was those big tube socks that had the stripes <laughs> on the top and like tiny Short little shorts. dolphin shorts. Yeah. You know, like a total bowl cut and some like strange T-shirt. You know, you know what else I would say about you having seen your I I you grew into something and I grew into something from when I was little. I feel like I grew into my ears. Mm. You grew into your teeth. Yeah, I had big chompers. That's like Rio. Yeah, Rio's but, got but my now, big square now you teeth. Never go. Oh, Oliver Hudson, the guy with big teeth. No, but as a kid. <laughs> You're just like all teeth. As yeah. a kid, I was all ears. Yeah. But I somehow, I mean, I have a huge head, but it's all relative. So now the ears look like they belong. Right. But your ears came first. The ears came first yeah. and then the rest of me caught up. Yeah. Yeah. I had huge, I had huge square teeth. That's like Rio. I mean, Rio's got these big ass square teeth right now. Does she have, <laughs> when did kids lose their baby teeth? I don't remember. Well, she was super early. We were just talking about this literally last night. I had, well, yeah, we had dinner with my with, with Rio. I had dinner with Rio, and she, I think, 
four years old is when she lost her first tooth, which is extremely early. Yeah. Because I, I don't feel like, like my boys five, six, you know, around that time. Yeah. yeah but- I'm I'm hoping Blake his his second set of teeth are more substantial than no, they, the baby they, teeth. Oh god, they will be. I mean, real if you saw Rio's chiclet teeth, right? Or huge teeth like Matt, like the mask, Jim Carrey teeth, like <laughs> She, you wouldn't believe what she was working with before. I mean, there were tiny little teeth. Same with Bodie. Bodie, these tiny little teeth. And now he's got, you know, yeah, it, it, there's nothing to worry about there. All right, I'm putting this down. I got to pee. And we're about to get our guests. So Okay. If you're enjoying this episode of Daddy Issues, don't keep it to yourself. Please share the love and tell a friend about Daddy Issues and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We That's beg right. you. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up right after the break. Hey, sorry to wake you. You look oh, like you're hey. in a hotel room. No, I'm in Palm Desert, man. It's it's spring break. Got the kids here. Golf, oh, you know, a little tennis. Lovely, lovely. Where um, are you? I'm in my my home, my mm, office. With a nice little Adidas shirt on. Were you doing something sort of active? Uh, no. I have to. I have to later. I have to walk the dog and go to the gym. <laughs> do all the other things that I that constitute activity for me. <laughs> well, dude, thanks for dropping in. Buck, I think is is in the bathroom. Yeah, I know. So what? Yeah. Didn't you want to put your twelve Emmys and your World Series trophy behind you? No, I know. Room? I know. How about Frank? that? Hi, Hammer. <laughs> Bucky boy. This reminds me of the old joke that my dad used to tell because I just got up to pee. And the joke was, you know, they say if you ever get lost in the woods, start playing with yourself and somebody will find you. (laughs) And in this case, of course, the one second I put the headphones down and I walk into the other room to go pee, here comes John. Yeah, I thought we were doing a bit. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. But hey, Joe, I have a question. Have you you ever been caught playing with yourself? Uh, As an adult? Like... Yeah. Recently? Yeah. No. Never? No. Oh, I got I got I, you know, I don't think I honestly, I don't know that I've ever had that moment. I never had it like with my parents or Yeah. I did. I, I got caught by my my sister. I don't think she still even knows to this day. But it was it was Well, yeah, obviously the thing is like you think they saw something that they're kind of not really processing. They're like, "All right, uh, I don't let's just move on." <laughs> where's where's the car keys? <laughs> they're definitely not in your pocket. <laughs> I, I was not just jingling them. <laughs> right here. Hey, uh I'm 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 thankful that John came on um because I take any chance I can get to publicly say how proud I am of my friend John, who is the same guy that I saw in our teenage years that drove my sister to back or my sister drove him. I still don't know uh, back to Columbia when they were going to uh, one was going to Mizzou, one was going to whatever that William Woods or whatever that school was. Uh, in Columbia. But John is just Stevens, wasn't it? Stevens, yeah, right Stevens. I think. I don't know. I, think it I should was know that. Um, but just 
congratulations. Thank you for coming on. We uh, the three of us had a nice uh, dinner the around night. Yeah. Super Bowl time, and uh, it was good to see my two good friends, Oliver and John, uh, at the same dinner table feasting together. It was it was a beautiful thing. I know. Together, we are three quarters of the greatest sandbagging golf. Uh, scramble team in the world because <laughs> you guys are both absolute sticks and I'm terrible but have flashes of brilliance so are you he's underselling himself he's a natural like you're a natural nobody would ever see the Hollywood guys coming that's the thing it's it's a sneak True. attack sneak attack and we got the low handicapper mm-hmm. and then the sports guy and then me who I'll mm-hmm. hit four shots around that will mm. blow your mind yeah. and then the rest will be absolute garbage yeah but we'll have fun that's what it's you about know, we'll have anyway. fun i like to have fun with it yeah yeah are you playing at all i have not played i'm actually going to the masters this weekend which is really fun Ooh. the last i think the last time i played golf i played two rounds of golf one was at spyglass and one was at augusta and that was like two and a half people pre-pandemic oh my god those are the two courses i played amazing (laughs) and i i was i mean i shot two thousand oh my (laughs) god spyglass is impossible it's so hard and and, uh, you know again i hadn't i hadn't picked up a golf club i hadn't swung a golf club in six months when are you going when are you going to the masters uh leave friday you do you going for the weekend yeah Going for the weekend, uh, taking my girlfriend. She's never been, so it'll be like, uh, you know, fun. Oh, God. You know, it's a fun thing. It's a thing to do. And yeah. it's not a lot of people get the opportunity. So I was like, Mercedes is a big sponsor down there. So they, they gave me up. That's right. Up. I know. You're the Mercedes. You do the voice, right? I hear your voice. The voice of, yeah. the, the, voice of the brand in North America. Oh, my yeah. God, dude. I, I, uh, I have like a brand for thirteen agent. years. Yeah. I have a branding agent who you know I, I do weird shit for you know anything I can do to hustle up money to to to, to feed my children. Like play I more do, golf, you know, play more golf. But but I always get these fucking voiceovers, and you do it on your phone, and I, I've never gotten one ever because <laughs> I, I they're like just be yourself. We want like authentic da da da, and then I do it, and and I try to be myself, and then I hear the spot. And it's nothing like what they told me. It's it's as car commercial as you can get. Like yeah. Ford, fucking tough. And I'm here trying to do just my regular voice because that's what they seemingly wanted. Right. It's but, funny to hear it because, like you know, Joey obviously has made a career out of having a, a voice of an angel, and uh, you you see, you know, Will Arnett is the perfect example of of, of that guy, right? So he's. He's been doing it for a hundred years, and he's always this guy. He yeah, sounds like that man. That's a, that sells a lot of Dodge professional grade, <laughs> and you know it's somewhere between Clint Eastwood and a, and a you know a, a gravel driveway. But uh, it's uh, it's funny how, what they're looking for because sometimes it's that you know weird. Josh Lucas has been the voice of Lowe's for however long. Yeah. Like, once you hear it, you can't unhear it, and you're just like, "Oh, okay. Well, who knows? Like, it, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason. I just got really lucky that uh, that they were sick of Richard Thomas." <laughs> <laughs> what do you? What do you? I've all. It's funny we're even bringing this up, but I've always wanted to ask you because I, I bow to you as a voiceover guy. It's a real skill. What What is your? If you're doing like you, you did the voiceover for the Blues Stanley Cup. Yeah, Run. that was fun. I love doing those things because that's I did the I did a thing for the Cardinals this year too, which is going to be really great for opening day. Because it's about 
Wainwright, Molina, and Pujols now coming back. And so it's it's a really great piece of writing. And and you know, it's sports, as you well know, the drama's baked in. You're you're ready to go when it's when it's the blues going to the Stanley Cup finals or or opening day for the Cardinals or the all-star game or the, the Super Bowl, you know, it's those things have their own baked in kind of drama. And if you just lean into it and you and you're a fan, it, it becomes very easy to kind of bring that bring that out or at least you know accentuate it mm-hmm. in some way and 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 how you how you talk about it and you know as well as anybody joe you're like your dad was a perfect example of this it's like, don't don't do too much but it's it's all right there you just have to say the words you just have to describe what's happening and the, and the audience gets it uh, but, with but where i get in trouble and when i get i get tripped up is my my broadcast voice is loud and what I hear when I hear you do it, so it's just so subtly dead on, and it's comforting, and it's it's not it's the opposite of loud, and it's not soft. It's just easy. And do you, mm. if if there's music underneath you when you're doing voiceover, do you want to hear the music so yeah, you often. know? Or if there's or if you're doing something that's matching a picture or something they already shot, something you, I uh, sure I want to see it. You know, you never want to be like super suave guy when they're showing a picture of a shark attacking a seal or something, you know, it's like, there's, there's definitely a disconnect there that you want to, you want to, uh, you want to be made aware of, but, but yeah, also, you know, you have to your credit, Joe, you're, you're usually announcing in a stadium for right. tens of thousands of people. So if you're not loud, you're not heard. Right. Uh, and, and so I think that that's, that's always a, a delicate balance to strike. And when it, I mean, you, yeah, as dude, you very Joe, well you're know, and I've been there too. Like, general too. I mean, you're just loud <laughs> every, you know what I mean? Like True. you, you just speak loudly. That's who you are. Hello, Laverne. <laughs> Hi. Hello, Shirley. Hello, Shirley. <laughs> Where are we going to find two idiots to be able to, hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Shirley. Meanwhile, what you don't that was my know is that Cindy Williams, that, that's his stepmom. Was, was. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So Shirley. my dad, <clears throat> my dad, when he remarried, he remarried Cindy Williams, you know, oh from my gosh, that's and Shirley. So. And then David, David, um, uh, Squiggy, he he was a, he worked for the Dodgers for years. Yeah, oh, we did. I, I, yeah, he was in like a he was in like the front office for the Dodgers for years. I met him once coming to visit you up in the press box. I was like, is that is that Squiggy? Squiggy? <laughs> yeah, and you're like, yeah, it is. Hello, like, what? Hello, great too at the bottom of the night. Uh, uh, where are you-, you right now, John? I'm in LA. I'm here in LA. I've I've been on the road for most of 2021, and I just got back into town um, in February from from working on a gig in Scotland. Uh, we were doing this thing for Amazon called Good Omens. Good times. It was, but Scotland in January, December, January, February is is damp uh, um, and uh, dark. John, do you do you like to? Are you a work workaholic guy? Do you like to line them up like bang, 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 bang? Or, or are you getting? Are you? Oh, is there any world where you're like, I have to fucking just chill for a second? Like, I, you know, I well, love- there, yeah. I mean, there's two. It's you're always with two thoughts, right? Oh, if I stop working, I'll never start working yeah. again. So everyone will forget about me, and there's this and that. But Lauren Michaels always said something really, really funny that I try to keep in mind too. It's just like, how can we miss you if you won't go away? <laughs> um so uh you know there is that too and also like the reason i work hard is that i like to actually spend money on doing things like whether it's just my birthday was in march and i 
my gal and I went to to the Alps to go skiing. Mm-hmm. I've never done that before. I was right. like, that's, that's like something fun and let's do that. Yeah. Uh, that's the whole point of, you know, I don't have kids, but like if you, if you work hard, you want to spend it on other people and you yeah. want to do, do fun stuff and, you know, can't take it with you. So, yeah. And do you drive a Mercedes? Yes. <laughs> Contractually. <laughs> I mean, well, it's not yeah. like, come on, it's a Mercedes. <laughs> exactly. It's not. The, uh, I had, uh, I was having dinner with Jason Bateman the other night and he's, he's the Mercedes ad came on the thing we were watching. He goes, ah, what? He goes, I just, you know, I do Hyundai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing no, wrong really, with Hyundai. It's really Hyundai. good. There's nothing wrong with Hyundai. Hey, nothing come on, wrong. It's, it's sensible. It's sensible, it's, it's dependable. But it's fucking it's, perfect. Like, he, he is a Hyundai where you are more of a Mercedes and, and Arnett's well, more of a Dodge. I'll, I'll like, make sure to tell him you said that. He's got the Hyundai voice. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Listen, it's, you know, they, they, both, they both are a pretty nice paycheck, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. So it's, uh, exactly. <laughs> Didn't you just do their podcast? I feel like I promote Smart I did, List yeah. uh, more I, uh, than I do my own show, but... I did not realize quite how wide a reach that that audience was too, because I was literally walking my dog in the neighborhood yesterday, and another person, you know, you do the you do the how you doing kind of wave to the other dog person on the other side of the street, and your dogs are fighting against the leash, and she goes, "Hey, I just I heard you on Smartless." Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, okay. they're crushing. Yeah. They're crushing. Crush. Crushing. Yeah, crushing. Good. They deserve it. It's fun, and they're and it's. They're uh, they're all nice guys and and uh, I remember when they were talking about starting that podcast. This was years and years ago. It's like Bateman and Will are both. They're just like talk about hard workers. They're yeah. they're the they're the frog at the bottom or the mouse at the bottom of the butter churn. You know, churning in the butter. Yeah. But uh, it's it's good, it's good for them. You know, it's like they've they've found something that they really like to do and, uh, and they have fun with it. And yeah, have a good time. So. Hey, do you uh, do you produce stuff too? I mean, is do you have a company? Yeah. You produce direct. Uh, I produce stuff. I've I just actually the reason it took me a while to get on this is that there's a movie. Bucky, you might even know this story. There's a movie about a Southern Illinois baseball team. It's basically like baseball Hoosiers. So it's like the little team that could. Um, and it's a book that I read a long time ago, and it was excerpted in Sports Illustrated. And I've just been chasing it for a long, long time. So I'm trying to put that together. Got a couple of TV things I'm trying to put together. I did a podcast, a, a, a scripted podcast that mm. that I think could be adapted into something. So, yeah, you know, the, the longer you hang around this career, the more you kind of understand how shit works, mm-hmm. and you think, well, why don't I just do it? Like, I don't need to pay somebody else to do it. I'll just do it, and then, mm-hmm. then I won't have to worry if they're gonna fuck it up. So mm-hmm. it makes it a lot, it, you eliminate a lot of middlemen and you eliminate a lot of fees and you eliminate a lot of, uh, you know, time wasted. And, and it's nice to be able to kind of put your own stamp on stuff like that. If it means something to you. Well, I promised you 10 minutes. Uh, I don't know what it's been. It's been about 10 minutes, but, uh, this is a good drop. Go. Go get out of here. We I love you. I talk to you all day. I, yeah. I do talk to you all day. Why not just throw us some of your scraps, whatever's left over, whatever fat you cut out when you're putting all these projects together. Just slide one down. Yeah, and let us do. Well, it. you know the the, the or money re- the, the or thing, money. The biggest uh, just, thing that's coming out, which I you know I don't even know how to full, 
fold that into this conversation other than just being a stupid plug, but is, you know, we've got Top Gun Maverick. So the sequel to Top Gun is coming out in, uh, in uh, May, oh, yeah. uh, Memorial Day weekend. And so that's, that's, that's been a, I've been getting a lot of like texts and emails from people that I haven't spoken to in years of like, Hey, uh, where's that premiere going to be? Are, are you, you going to be, their way are you like a lot of people <laughs> yeah. you know sort of all of a sudden uh, yeah well I, you've been mouth. in a lot of great stuff obviously um but i've never seen you more proud to put on a trailer than when you were at my house <laughs> and put that trailer on i was like jesus i mean if there's one movie that like defines what I hoped to be in high school. Oh my God. It's Top Gun. Yeah. And now one of my closest friends is in Top Gun 2 or whatever it's called, Maverick. Yeah. And my the search job, for Curly's Gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my friend, oh, uh, Glenn Powell's in that thing too. Yeah. Glenn's great in it. You know, yeah. Miles Teller's in it. Um, Monica, uh, Lewis Pullman, yeah, uh, Monica Barber. We've got all these great people yeah. in it. Ed Harris, like Jennifer Connelly, like TC is you know his vintage. Yeah. He's doing it, man. It's like I, I I saw the whole film put together. I just saw the director last night, uh, and we're about to embark on the big press tour for it. But it's everything you want. It's like the perfect balance of like nostalgia for the original, but it's a new thing, but it's still got all the elements of that story. And yeah, it's, they just did a great job with it. And I'm so happy to be and a part of it. And they've been pushing like, the shit out of it. Just oh waiting God. for that we, right we time. We finished it in 2018. Yeah. Crazy. It was supposed to come out in early 2020. And then it didn't because of obviously global issues. Yeah. And then it kept getting pushed, kept getting pushed. But um, I'm so, you know, like, okay, it's like you said, like the, the, the idea of, my 14 year old self coming to my myself now going to my 14 year old self and saying, you know what? It's, it's funny that you like this movie so much because you're going to be in the sequel. Like, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, get away from me. You weird old man, Um, (laughs) (laughs) man. I, it's just, I couldn't be more proud and you're such a great guy and thanks for coming on and thanks uh, boys. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. And let's go opening day. If opening let's go day, opening day. Up, feels like uh, a step back into the yeah. realm of normal life. Let's so. go. Let's go, Kings. Good game last night. Mm, uh, all right. Yeah, whatever. Come on. Come on. Nobody Come on. cares. Nobody cares. Come on. <laughs> Since Barry Melrose. No. Beautiful flow. <laughs> That's right. Yes. 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 McSorley and Melrose. Yes. All right, all right Hammer. All right, boys. See you, buddy. Thank you. See you later, bud. All, all right. right. Um, that was Celebrity Drop-In with John Ham. John Ham, J.H., Johnny Ham, Hammer Time. How about that? What a good man. What a good I, man. I mean, everybody tells the story, but he was, and I, I could have worn him out on this, but he was at the end. Like, I'm done. I've been out here. Nobody's found me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. And he gets Mad Men and changed his life. Yeah. Well, it's funny when we had dinner, I brought that up and then he, he sort of shook me off, you know, he kind of wanted another pitch. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I, I was pretty sure that was his story. And it's like, no, you know, I don't oh, know. My God. If, if that's not what he's saying now, I was there. Yeah, I know. We, we had lunch I one know. day and he's like, I don't know. I'm going to go back to St. Louis. Louis. I got this AMC uh, who watches, what is AMC? It's this show, but it just, it's a new world and people found it. And if you think about AMC, you know, you got that and Breaking Bad. Yeah. 
No, oh I know. It's, it's beautiful how shit can happen. And, and it's honestly inspirational for all actors, you know, because it just takes one. It just takes one, you know. He had done things here and there, but he he was not John Hamm in any way whatsoever. And boom, one role on, on a fledgling new network, AMC, or that was sort of coming up. And boom, that's it. He's it. He became a star. But, but I he think was he's so good. I mean, he pulled it off. Well, he's amazing. He he's John a great. Draper. He's a great fucking actor, just all around because he's funny as shit. Like he is really, really funny. A real funny. He's quick. He's, yeah, he's smart. So quick. He's quick. He remembers everything. He, I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit in awe of my good friend, even though he's a couple of years younger than me. And I've told this story a thousand times, so if I have here, but his girlfriend in high school was my best friend's little sister. That's how I've known him since we were in grade school or whatever. Yeah. However, we'll, whatever class you're in or grade you're in when you're in your mid-teens. Yeah. No, I know. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more Daddy Issues. Here's what I think about this podcast, and then, you know, we're almost at an hour here. I think that because we're doing this seriously for the love of the game, for the most part, that good things are going to happen. I've never done anything specifically just because I love it. I do love being an actor, but I get paid, and I wouldn't do it if I didn't get paid. We don't really get paid, yet we're on here every week trying to make a good show, being ourselves, talking, and who knows what's going to come out of it. Maybe something beautiful will come out of it, and in 10 years, we just say, remember? Remember those first few years? We were just doing it because we loved it. Look where we are now. And if you could just project, what do you think that could potentially be? I could say maybe an animated show that is very that extremely successful, that is funny, but it also is poignant. You know, in the dad world, um, you know, I could see us with ESPN, with Hulu, with Disney, doing something amazing together there that has a daddy issues, you know, tilt to it. I could see potentially getting involved with Stat Hero, who we really love so much, and having an opportunity there. But if we never would have gotten together to do this in the first place, our relationship wouldn't be where it's at right now. No True. fucking doubt about that. There just isn't. Michelle, me, you, Aaron, we're all much closer. And uh, we're in each other's face every week. And we're creative people who this could just be the beginning of something really cool, you know? Yeah, no, I like where you're going. What about like a, an apparel line or uh, yeah. <laughs> like a series of different lunch boxes for kids? Exactly. Or just let's start small with like a lip balm, you know? A lip <laughs> A lip balm, daddy issues lip balm. Yeah, daddy issues lip balm. Who knows? Because even daddies need moist lips. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a whole world out there for us. What about like the little cord that, uh, you know, you put around your sunglasses so you can hang them around your neck? Like the croquis? Yeah, croquis, yeah. but 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 not as substantial. That's great, too. Love that. Yeah, it's this weird little dad things that we create. That's That's how we start our apparel line. Like, what makes it easier to be a dad? What can we create? 
that makes it just a little bit easier to be a father. What about socks that are sewn into Tiva sandals? Great idea. So yeah. I mean, the only downside is when you got to we have to wash the socks. You got to throw the whole thing in. But no, now, but, okay, but no, forget about the Tevas. What about socks that are just sewn into your pants? <laughs> <laughs> you just slide your legs down your pants right into yes! your socks. Genius! And then you just wash the whole thing. I like. I, that. I believe that's a onesie. Josh, he, a onesie. Now is what's so- going on with now? He's got a parrot, and he's got. He's got uh, three parrots in neon behind his head. No, now. I know. You know. Tell him what your company is called. I didn't realize it's third called Bird. Third it's called Bird. Third Bird. So that's my logo. And when you think third of bird? Third Bird, what comes to your mind, Joe? Like, what would you say? What would the it's joke? It's not going to be the same thing that came to Oliver's mind. I'll tell you that right now. What's the joke that you would say? At the... I mean, I, I just think of like three people giving the finger to somebody. Okay, that's I think good. Of. Yeah, I thought the third bird was his was his wiener, <laughs> like it's like a third leg. That's what That's popped where it in. Always mind. goes. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. No, that didn't jump to mind. Yeah, good. I'm I'm really happy to hear that. That. Well, didn't I thought jump like well, like one testicle is like one egg, another's another egg. Where like the birds hatch, and then the third bird is his wean. I think you're thinking like if I called it third leg media, that would have been good. That's that a better been. name. You're, you're so parrot overloaded right now. You have a parrot who's, first of all, fucking rude because it won't turn around and look at the camera. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, you have a shirt with parrots on it. Thirdly, you have neon parrots. Finally, you have different statues and knickknacks in the back on your shelf that are parrots. It's be- You need an intervention. <laughs> I think I do. Yeah, I mean, dude. look at that. He's got... It's crazy. What in the hell what's, is what's happening? Happened it's no to longer me? funny anymore, Josh. Like it's no, really this is serious. Sad. Yeah, it's no, pillows it's, with parrots and birds. It's crazy. You're right. It is too much. It's crazy. This <laughs> is like losing. It. <laughs> this is like the the your prime for the sequel to the movie Seven, <laughs> where it's just you as a serial killer with a parrot. Oh, I know. No fingerprints because you cut them off all the time, and then a box with a parrot head. You in know, it. it doesn't help that the only things people get me get for me have birds on them. So, like, it's not even stuff I get for myself. It's just everybody. Well, he likes birds, so that's what they get me. So, like, yeah, you're I, gonna need to put a end to that. <sighs> yeah, dude. Do you get it? Do you have a group text so you can say, "Look, guys, I love you all, but stop with the parrot stuff." Are you a Jimmy Buffett fan because of this? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I. I Respect him, but you know, <laughs> respect <don't>. him. <laughs> <laughs> what are you upset? You worried about upsetting Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know who listens to this. <laughs> well, Jimmy not Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. That I promise you. I respect. Look him, at the though. ease with which he extracts the parrot from his shoulder. No, I know. It's there's it's, not a pirate that lived on the high seas <laughs> that has ever been able to handle a parrot that deftly. Oh my God. Dude. It was just like it was almost it was almost magician like it was like <laughs> oh cla- like Blackbeard would be jealous of just Josh oh Blackbeard's in like get the parrot back on its stick <laughs> meanwhile Josh is like right <laughs> I wonder was the pirate parrot thing real or was that just sort of a created thing you know I wonder about that because knowing how much care has to go into taking care of birds it's like they. How were they able to do that as pirates on a ship on the ocean? Yeah, like, but it doesn't I mean, make who sense. put their diapers on? Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. Well, but the thing is, you're also, you're, this is a long time ago. I mean, they didn't coddle their birds and put them in heated things. They probably just fed them scraps and they were more, you know, hardened. They probably lived for like six months. Wait, Margot just gave us a piece of information. What did Although she say? Although there are no accounts of pirates having pet parrots, there was a trade in animals from all around the world throughout the age of piracy. A colorful talking bird would have been expensive, so pirates probably stole them along with other valuable cargo. Margo cargo. <laughs> Margo Carmichael. I want to go back. I just want to go back before we end this thing. It's not a onesie. A onesie is something that is you're fully in, like with arms, and it's a onesie. If you're if you're well, buying it's a half onesie. A, no, if you're buying a pair of jeans. It's a halfsie. Yeah, it's a halfsie. If you're buying a pair of jeans, but it's not, it's not attached to the pant on the outside. You sew it on the inside, so there's actually a cuff. You know what I mean? It looks like a pant and a sock. It's not all attached to the outside. You understand what I'm saying? So and then you never get that like awful look when you're, you know, you have socks, ugly socks on, and the jeans rise up, and you right, see so the, the sock, sock your is sewn up high, and the cuff goes down, then so you just slide them on, and dude, I think this is huge. Think of the time you would save. So much time, looking through a sock drawer, blah, 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 I mean, boom, just throw them on. You'd and never that takes lose care your of, socks. Right, I was just going to yeah. say the same thing, you'd never lose your socks. Never lose your, your socks. Your socks would always match. Yep. Wow. Yep. It's pretty good. This is pretty good. This is better than the idea I was going to suggest, which is from Modern Family. Uh, Phil Dunphy had the the seat, the built-in uh, chair, where like you can extend it anytime and sit down. Yes. You wear it. It's <laughs> funny. I have an idea. I have an idea that I'm not going to say on the air because I think it's so it's <clears throat> it's so good that I don't want anyone to steal it. But it is about socks. I'll tell you that much. Mm. Boy, what a teaser. I don't know if I'm going to be able to rest. You want to hear it? You can just cut it out real quick. No. Very, very, no. Sim- very simple concept, but it could be huge. You I never don't... want me to cut anything out, so I don't know why. Well, I mean, you... this is something, you know, I don't, it's just, it could work. This could work. Maybe I'll talk to the animators about it when we talk right. to them. I was going to say, by the way, one more thing. Uh, uh, when you were talking about all the bird stuff in the background, have you seen the Will Ferrell interview on Conan's show where he comes on with the with the cockatoo on his shoulder, but then every time Conan wants to mention the cockatoo, he gets very agitated and says, we're not talking about the bird. No. <laughs> That's no. how I feel right now. That's it's like funny. every time I come on camera, and well, it's Well, I like, mean, come on. That's like you showing up with, uh, you know, you're dressed as a lion, and we're not supposed to talk about it. Right. Got- <laughs> we're not talking about it, guys. It's not my fault for collecting all the bird stuff. It's, for, it's on you guys for bringing it up every damn time we do a podcast. This is the first... This is the first sign of addiction is denial. And, like, this is why you need to get your shit together. You know? You need mm-hmm. intervention. <laughs> I got to get my bird shit together. You do. Yeah. You know, know. so. All right. Anyway. I didn't notice all the bird stuff before, but now you have a, like, a practically flashing sign of You're bird. You're daring I'm- us to not talk about it. I, I don't want to talk about it. I'm sick of talking about it. <laughs> well, then... <laughs> You're never sick of talking about it. Why third okay. bird? Because you have three birds, right? Yeah, because we have three birds. I mean, that just made that. What if you, get a, you, get, what if you get a fourth bird? Your name is going to be kind of obsolete at that point, huh? Or if also, one dies. I, what? If one dies. 
Oh, shit. You really, you went dark with that. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they're not going to die because you're always going to pick them over everyone else. You're going to save your birds <laughs> over me, remember? So you're. I think we're good. You'll be fine. That's true. <sighs> yeah. Um, all right. I got to go eat food. I'm starving. Bye. Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windish. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger.